If you've been in an accident, find us on the web at accidentlawgroup.com. Welcome back to the Tailgaters Il Primo College Football Show. Powered by Dos Equis on Fox Sports 910. Your Saturday home for everything college football. Now let's talk football with the guys live from Tailgaters Il Primo. Welcome back. We're out at the Tailgaters on the northwest corner of West Camelback Road and Dysart. Lots of folks in here having lunch watching college football on the big screens all around and uh, I can't see the uh, Texas-Oklahoma game over me, but uh, my friend Alex tells me that uh, Oklahoma scored again, maybe putting it out of, uh, excuse me, did you say Oklahoma or Texas scored? Oklahoma scored. What's the score now? It is 41-41, tie game. Holy smokes. Thanks, all, Vanderbilt. All the way back. Thanks, Vanderbilt. Really appreciate it. Not one touchdown against our third stringers. Came all the Not way back. one. Not one. That's my fault. I bet. It, I bet against a team I didn't even know could not score a touchdown against third stringers. Not one. As I told you, I don't know much about sports wagering or gambling, whatever you want to call it. You should have called me before that one. Anytime you think about involving Vanderbilt in what you're doing, it was plus pass. thirty-eight and a half. Pass. I thought they'd get one touchdown. That's it. Yeah. Pass. As promised, though, we uh, jump out uh, and welcome back to the program a good friend from Devil's Digest, Hode Rubino. Hode, it's Mike and Alex. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing great, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. No, glad you could uh, make time for us. What time did you get home last night? <laughs> well, standing operating procedure for a 7.30 kickoff is uh, getting home uh, sometime around uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, but uh, your job is just a little more fun uh, when you uh, do come home uh, that late after a win. No, absolutely, and and we talked to you yesterday afternoon on the uh, Rockamanooch with Crespin show, and we were kind of going down, breaking down, you know, what we thought uh, would have to happen in the game for the Devils to win, and pretty much, uh, Hode, everything came came together. You talk about running for two hundred yards, you talk about a balanced offensive attack, and you talk about an opportunistic defense, and that's how you get a twenty-eight to ten win last night. Yeah, exactly, and I, I overheard you uh, guys uh, right before I came on talking about uh, sports ragering, and a lot of folks uh, were wondering why the line was so high. It was a near two-touchdown favorite mm-hmm. uh, for, for ASU, but uh, you know, ultimately, uh, not to oversimplify the game of football, but teams that are able to run the ball well and stop the run are more often than not successful. And those were exactly Stanford's deficiencies, and those played exactly into ASU and, and, and their strength. I mean, you, you look at the uh, 255 yards rushing uh, by, by, by Arizona State, but more importantly, uh, and this is a great stat by Jeremy Hawks from ASU's media relations, uh, Stanford had uh, 20 yards uh, rushing on their first drive, and after that, they had 16 rushes for minus 17. This was the second lowest ever rushing output, 13 yards, um, under a David Shaw coach, uh, coach Stanford team. So that, to me, is really uh, the, the, the game right there. I mean, sure, there's a lot of uh, complexity and innovation, uh, especially on offense. But mm-hmm. ultimately, if you're going to win the game in the trenches, uh, you're, you're, you're going to come out victorious. And uh, so it really wasn't a surprise in my mind that ASU did as well as it did against Stanford last night. Hode Rubino with us from devilsdigest.com. Uh, 28-10, the Devils win last night. And the other thing we talked about when we had you on yesterday, Hode, was playing a clean game. And the Devils just five penalties for 53 yards. 
and only one turnover. And again, you you do that sort of thing week in and week out, you're going to win football games as well. Yeah, and, and I know there was uh, a quote-unquote ugly drive for ASU uh, late in the game where they actually had three penalties uh, called, called on them on, on that drive, and I think two of them were absolutely bogus. So I think the numbers are the, are somewhat skewed, but you're absolutely right. It was actually Stanford earlier in the game that, mm-hmm. that was the one that was uh, shooting themselves in the foot and uh, really uh, playing into a very strong ASU defense. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, even that turnover, uh, which is a very rare fumble by running back uh, Demonte Trainum, ended up not costing at all because mm-hmm. the defense was, was absolutely uh, absolutely on fire. I know when you look at the box score, you might be concerned about the 356 yards that Tanner McKee, the Stanford quarterback, threw. And I'll say a couple things on that. First of all, I believe this is, a, this is going to be the best quarterback that ASU is going to face all year long, and I said that even in my preview uh, prior to the game. But uh, more importantly, Stanford has 369 offensive yards. They only have 10 points to show for that. So I, I know that bend but not break defense is uh, maybe one of the most overused cliches in, in football, but that's exactly what, what, what ASU displayed uh, last night. When you have a one-dimensional offense, your job as a defender is really is really that much easier, and I think there was a great manifestation of that at Sun Devil Stadium last night. Hod Rubino from DevilsDigest.com with us talking about the Devils' big win last night. And the other thing that uh, continues to be impressive when you look at Arizona State this year uh, is the continued uh, development, improvement. I don't know what the right word is, but Jaden Daniels, the balance last night I thought was was really really nice to see and again things that you talked about before the game uh and he did it uh as the devils uh you know or as he led the devils to the win yeah i mean i think it was uh, definitely a quiet night for jenny daniels in the passing game especially compared to a week earlier against against ucla but again you always have to look at look at the total picture and keep things in perspective so 175 yards passing is an okay number not great not horrible but when you look at 255 yards rushing, mm. an absolute uh, domination uh, by, by the offense, especially in the trenches, then, then, then I really think you, I really think you can live with, you can live with that number. I'm, I'm really impressed with uh, lo- local tight end Curtis Hodges, who prepped at Mesa Mountain View. Uh, he's a player that not only is doing a great job uh, blocking for the running game, and I think that gets really under underreported, if you will, but his improvement as a receiver game after game after game. And sure, he showed us a little flash last year in the 77 win in Tucson, uh, catching a 76-yard uh, touchdown reception. Mm-hmm. But but I think this year, uh, Hodges, more and more, is becoming a legitimate aerial target and, and, a, and a threat that's really making the wide receivers around him better. Uh, last night, uh, four reception, uh, four reception, 76 yards. So uh, I, I really like the development that I'm seeing, uh, you know, f- from the wide receiver. So, again, I would say some, somewhat of a quiet uh, uh, passing game for ASU. But uh, when you're dominating on the ground as much as the Sun Devils are, uh, are, are these days, and really, um, you know, just, just uh, you know, rushing for, for 200 yards, um, you know, almost, almost as a, uh, a standard operating procedure, um, I yeah. think that you can uh, live if you will, with uh, maybe somewhat quiet night for the passing game for the Sun Devils. A couple more minutes with Hode Rubino from DevilsDigest.com talking about ASU's win last night 
and you know, I would never ever broach this conversation uh, if Coach Edwards was on because I know how coaches talk about you know one game at a time, next game up, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you know, look, hey, if you're a fan, you can't help but peeking down the the schedule a little bit and saying, all right, you know, you look at where where this team is headed and who's still out there. I, I don't know, Hode. I mean, if I say that uh, I. I I don't know if I even see a loss out there. If I tell you that, and this is going to sound odd when I say it, the, the game at Oregon State late in the season, and only because it's in Corvallis in late November. I mean, that's the only reason. I, I don't know. Am I getting too confident? Too you know, looking too deep into the schedule, or are you on the in the Herm Edwards camp, one week, one game at a time, and and that sort of thing? Well, full disclosure, my my preseason my preseason prediction was that ASU not only wins the South, but but but, but wins the conference. But uh, on the same token, I never thought that ASU was going to be undefeated uh, all, all throughout the Pac-12 slate. And and as you probably know, since the formation of the Pac-12, no team has gone undefeated in, mm-hmm. in, in, in conference play. So there are going to be some pitfalls uh, later on for ASU. Uh, there's a huge road game at, at Utah a week from today. And later on tonight, Utah is playing is playing at USC. So really curious to see. Uh, how the result of that game can have yeah. any implications for the, for the for the game in Salt Lake City uh, a week a week from today? But 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 I, I think the fact you know that that, that you are playing uh, USC at home uh, does you know does help. But uh, yeah, I would definitely agree that right here, right now, and that could change in a few weeks. Uh, that uh, that that Oregon State game may be the toughest road game that ASU is going to play all year long. And don't forget, it's a back-to-back uh, trip to the Northwest uh, yep. for ASU because they are playing at Washington the week before. So um, I, I'm I'm not uh, really one to say that that ASU uh, is not only going to win the South, but but really not going to have one loss in Pac-12. I just think I just think that that's really unrealistic. But right now, you have to be really really happy with, with the way they're playing. I mean, that they're not scoring Pac-12 opponents by an average of 27 points, and that's dating back. To that win in, in, in Tucson, seventy to seven. So mm-hmm. it's definitely a Sun Devil squad that's showing that it can do very very well against against the Pac twelve brethren. But yep. me personally, I would not make any uh, far reaching conclusion that ASU is winning the South and winning it in the cleanest manner possible without a loss. I think there's going to be one pitfall uh, down the road, a matter of what is going to happen next week in Utah, later on at Oregon State. We'll see. Hey, Hode, uh, just uh, more of a high-level Pac-12 question, because uh, I know you talk to a lot of folks uh, week in and week out. Um, you know, the whole USC situation, the way they handled the termination of the coach, uh, you know, a couple games into it, and, and what a mess it is, um, and how important for Mike Bone this hire is at USC. And again, as uh, ASU fans, we, you know, we're not going to feel bad for, for USC but at the same time, I think uh, you know USC's success at some level is important to the conference, and to have this team just look so bad the last couple of years is 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 like I said, bad for the conference. But what are you hearing, and what do you what do you think uh, the ultimate resolution there is with the USC football team? Yeah, I mean, look, there's a, there's a lot of names uh, you know thrown out. Uh, Matt, Matt Campbell from uh, from Iowa State, and yes, Urban Meyer. Who some people are saying is trying to sabotage his first year as a, as an NFL head coach are, are, are really probably the hot names over there. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that USC feels the need to make a big splash with that yeah. hire. You know, the, the Clay Helton tenure has been a really weird one. I mean, people have been putting him on the hot seat. It seems like going back to two, three years ago, and uh, I think it was one year where 
he pretty much uh, fired all the assistants, but he kept his job. Yeah. And uh, obviously, bringing in the new assistants uh, didn't, didn't make didn't make a whole lot of difference. I honestly thought, Mike, that the, uh, because they did uh, fire Clay Hilton so early in the season, that that would signify a turnaround for that program. And here here comes Oregon State, much like Stanford, the game that that caused uh, Clay Hilton to be fired, and uh, they, they they put a hurting uh, in the Coliseum on on, on the Trojans as well. So I'm really I'm really not sure what's what's going on right there yeah. in L.A. And, uh, you know, going back to my earlier point, I think that game against Utah, because let's not forget the Utes, aside from ASU, are the only undefeated uh, team in the South. Granted, they only played one conference game versus three uh, in ASU's case. But I'm really curious to see what, what, what happens tonight, because that's going to say a lot, in my opinion, about what USC and what Utah are, are really going to look down the, um, down the road. And, uh, and Utah really has a brutal schedule, not only... Uh, USC tonight uh, hosting ASU next week, but uh, they 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 do have uh, UCLA at home. That they're traveling to Oregon State, so uh, this uh, this is definitely a crucial point uh, for Utah. But at the same time, I think uh, USC they want to show some kind of sign of life and maybe be a more attractive destination uh, than, than they look right now, not only for a head coach but also for recruits. Hey, Hode, uh, always good stuff. Uh, appreciate your time today, especially. After a late night, again, ASU over Stanford, 28-10. to 10. Give them a follow on Twitter, at Devil's Digest. Hode, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you again soon. My pleasure. Enjoy your Saturday. All right. It's Hode Rubino breaking down uh, ASU. Again, impressive win last night for the Devils, 28-10 to 10 over Stanford. They get an extra day to prepare, and I'm sure they'll be gathering watching tonight, as uh, Hode said, USC and Utah. And then one week from tonight, they're on uh, ESPN from Salt Lake City. We'll step aside, take our final break of the day, and come back, wrap up today's edition of the Tailgaters Il Primo College Football Show, powered by Dos Equis, right here on Fox 